Hello, everyone, and welcome to Interactions and Attractions, a podcast that explores rural tourism and all that North Carolina has to offer. I'm your host, Carol Klein, part of the Uplift program and a tourism professor at Appalachian State University. And I am so excited to embark on this adventure with all of our listeners and special guests. In this podcast, we'll be exploring the ins and outs of the tourism industry through conversations with some of the brightest minds in the industry. From seasoned tourism experts to inspiring community leaders and valuable state partners, we'll hear their stories, insights, and passions for the destinations that they hold dear. Come along with us to discover how tourism can aid the local economy, preserve ecosystems, and celebrate the diversity of our cultures. Hi, everyone. We are here today with Dr. Carrie Graham. Uh, Dr. Graham is an adult learning strategist, and she's a training consultant who helps businesses improve learner engagement. She's going to be telling us a little bit more about what all that entails, but I just want to welcome you. Thank you very much for being here, Dr. Graham. Oh, Carol, thank you so much for having me. I am honored to engage in this wonderful conversation with you and your audience, and I'm just excited to see where our conversation goes. Great, great. Well, so you found, you're the founder of Carrie Graham Consulting and that um, among other things, it really focuses on adult learning, right? And and the strategies behind adult learning. So tell us what your company is all about and the services you provide and what that means. Yeah, well, I think let me paint a picture for you here. Have you sat, I won't ask you when, or who is doing it, but have you sat through a training before some type of training or workshop or course? And at one point you look at your watch and you say, this is an hour of my life. I cannot get back because it was, it was not engaging. You didn't understand what they were talking about and you don't see the relevance in how to apply it to your own life. Well, many of us have had those experiences. I'm afraid I've had that multiple times. Yes, yes. And I've had it for 20 years um, in my previous career. And and what I recognize is that there's definitely ways to not have people walk away or sit through your trainings and have that experience. And so I work with small and mid-sized businesses to do just that. Very simply, though, very simply to how can we make sure people are engaged, not entertained, but how are they engaging in the learning right now? How can we build the content so that people actually understand it and they're not overwhelmed by all of it? And then the last part is we got to make sure that they can actually do what we're teaching them or facilitating them or asking them to do. So I, I take a very simple approach to helping businesses in that regard. Love that. Love that. Um, now, you and I, we met in China Grove, North Carolina. And, we did. And where, where, where you live. Um, yes. And, um, and maybe not all of our visitors know where China Grove is. Yeah. Uh, it is near Charlotte. Um, is yeah. that, how, how would you describe where it is? 
Well, let me, you know, I, I have to say this. Full transparency is how I'll frame it. I'm not from North Carolina, nor am I from China Grove. I am a transplant, um, mm-hmm. as the Charlotte area has met evidently um, many transplants. Um, but Charlotte is a great metropolis, metropolitan area, and China Grove is about two towns north of Charlotte, immediately north of Charlotte. And um, it is a rural community. It was not on my list of places to live. Um, but love moved me here to the <laughs> to the rule. I'm a city girl from Connecticut, um, and and love moved me here. And and I have I've really grown to to love the community that I'm in. Amazing, amazing. That's I mean that's such a testament to China Grove. And I, you know I'd like to think to many of our our rural communities who um, who who become the new home for folks who move from outside of North Carolina. Yeah, it's, you know, I have to, admittedly, I, I moved kicking and screaming. I was living in Concord, which was a bit closer to what I was accustomed to in Connecticut. Mm -hmm. And, you know, kicking and screaming, I'm like, there's no sidewalks. Where's the closest grocery store? You know, all of those, those amenities affiliated with living in living a city life. And I, one night I remember thinking I happened to be outside in our yard and I looked up in the sky and I was like, man, I haven't seen the stars like this in years. And it's incredibly quiet, which at this stage of my life, I, I love it. I appreciate not having a lot of traffic and, and literally in less than a quarter of a mile, there's a pasture of cows, which I just love them every season. You know, the little ones are born. And, and so it really is a quiet, a quiet corner. Um, it's, it, it doesn't have a nightlife as far as I've come to realize, right. but you know, I, I don't need that. And if I do, I, I just get in the car and, and I'm, we're only 30 minutes at most from Charlotte. Yeah, you can go see a show down there or yeah. something. But yeah, China Grove is so charming. Um, it is. The main street there is amazing. Mm-hmm. So it was a big shift, um, and 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 then and then we met, and our our eyes locked from across the room, and uh, and and then you know you became involved in Uplift, um, which is all about rural communities. Yeah, it you know, it's amazing how when you choose, because I believe we all have choice, when you choose to take a different perspective, how your life can change. And so I, I want to, sh- I don't think I've ever shared this with you, Carol, but this is the shift in perspective that I took. You know, my I had been here for about two, a year and a half, two years in in China Grove, still trying to get accustomed. My business is still growing, and I thought, you know, I really need to be engaged in my community, Mm -hmm. and as opposed to simply occupying space in the community. And I um, was happened to attend a council meeting. Like, I'm like, hmm, let me just see what that's about. And then I met Cheryl Sheets, who's a, a council member, incredible woman and advocate. 
she invited me to this event that this this group of people from across the state called Uplift were going to be in China Grove. And so I was like, huh, I'll just try and go and see. And and it really was. It was an opportunity for me to see all of the businesses in Main, on Main Street in China Grove, which even though I live close by, I didn't even know existed. And it was really because I wasn't taking the time to see the gems. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and that's how I met you, Carol, and the rest of the group with Uplift and recognized, wow, I don't know much about rural communities, but what an amazing organization that's really working to uplift truly mm-hmm. the, the great gems and people and businesses in rural, rural communities of North Carolina. We are so, I'm so glad we met, you and I met, and we're so glad you're part of Uplift. So let's talk about your role um, with the Tourism Incubator. Yeah. So I was very clear with you and, and Simon that I love to travel, but I don't really go to rural places. <laughs> so, yeah. um, But one of the things that I, I realized, like my own revelation and change in perspective is that there's such great gems um, from a tourism perspective in the in North Carolina's rural communities. And you all are working really hard to support businesses in those endeavors. Um, so with the Tourism Incubator, you all invited me to join you and I use my experience in training and development and um, workshop development and, tr- and course development to put together a program that supports rural business owners. And I think we can all appreciate that sometimes as a small business or a medium-sized business, you don't have all the resources, like the hundreds of thousands of dollars to invest in a training and development team or to hire a well-known consultancy to come in and do that work for you. And so what I'm just honored to be able to do is to create a program for local businesses to take advantage of and grow their grow their business and their skill set. Let me start with that. Grow their skill set so that they can grow their business. And ultimately when the business grows, the community grows as well. And, and it's, it's such an honor to play a role in that. And so there, we cover all sorts of topics. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so you use your expertise as, as an adult learning strategist yes. to think about the topics themselves, but also how to craft a program um, that would, um, hold people's attention and, and encourage retention. Yeah. And, and the most, I would argue the most important element of that is people actually, people walk away knowing what to do, why to do it and how to do it. That's, that's critical. Again, I think that goes back to our early point, my early point about sitting through a training and you're like, I wasted time. I paid money to be in this. And, you know, it, it's a loss of a of your investment, whatever the investment is. And so it's the incubator covers topics such as marketing, hiring, human resource management, managing your finances, right. um, advertising. 
Yes. All of it, all of it. And it, it's incredible because the thing that I really appreciate and that provides the most value is that it's the, the insights aren't coming from one person. No, that's right. We, you know, I put together the curriculum, but with your help, Carol and Simon's help and others that are involved in the, in this across the state have identified such incredible speakers mm -hmm. to come in and, and not just talk about it, but to share their expertise um, that, that can really help, help the tourism industry in our rural communities. Yeah, and we're we're um, offering that uh, to businesses, as you said, as well as um, attractions, organizations, um, because yeah. as we both know, um, mm -hmm. that even if you're operating as a nonprofit, um, you're going yeah. to need to have those same skill sets and those same um, the same business acumen, um, know how to hire and, and fire yeah. and, and keep the books <laughs> and all of those things. Um, Absolutely. It, and it's a cohort. So this group that comes together, right? Don't you love, co I, love co I love a I love a good cohort. Right? I love it. Like, let me just say the cohort for people that don't know, the cohort model is genius for those people that don't want to be a part of the crowd, right? Like they like personal attention they they like meeting people that have similar interests and having meaningful conversations sharing struggles and stories like and i i think the best outcome of being a part of a cohort is you now have peers that once the period yeah. is over like these are your ride or dies like they are in it with you they understand the struggle and they're always willing to share information. So I am just over the moon that the yeah. incubator, the tourism incubator uses a cohort model. Yeah, I know. Well, I mean, we, we all talked about it and we, we, we all love an, a cohort and um, it'll, it'll start in February. So coming up soon um, and there's information about it. Um, there will be information about it um, in the show notes and, and mm -hmm. on the website. So folks yeah. listening who are interested to learn more, they can certainly go do that. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I always say there's no commitment until you sign the dotted line. And mm -hmm. so take a look, even if mm -hmm. you're curious, take a look, or if it doesn't fit your needs, I'm confident you know someone. Yeah. And so share the invitation, share the invitation. I love that. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So you also, Dr. Graham, you also came up to Boone one, one evening and, um, and had the floor. You spoke to a rural community capacity cohort um, this past year, and, and you, were, you were talking about adult learning. Um, and you were giving this, these, these groups of leaders, you were giving them advice and guidance um, on working with their staff and their constituents from an adult learning perspective. So, so can, can I ask for a little free advice here for our listeners? Um, what would you give rural, what advice would you give rural leadership uh, in working with their staff or their constituents? Absolutely. So I am all about sharing. I'm all about sharing. So I'm happy to share. I would say if you're listening, remember this, it's a new era. E 
ERA. It's a new era for you. Okay. And what I shared with that group is E, which is engagement. So whether you're presenting information to potential investors or whether it's your group of staff or a new client base, you always want to keep people engaged and not entertain. I'm a firm believer in engagement. And so how do you do that? You make it about them. You make it about them. So I try to model what I talk about. And one of the things that I said at the beginning of our conversation, Carol, was do you remember when, right? Like, have you had that experience? So that makes it about you and not about me, right? So that's one way to engage your audience. Um, always ask questions. The second thing is R, right? So we've got engagement. Once people are engaged, now we got to help them learn and retain. So the information. And so this way, instead of just giving them a ton of information that overwhelms them, you want to go from very basic concepts to more complex. And you don't move forward until you're confident they understand. Um, because we all do what we can remember, right? Like, I watch the Cooking Network all the time. And I'm engaged and I'm focused. Right. But I just get caught up in what it probably tastes like. So I can never remember anything. Right. Like right, all the little steps and yeah. All the, yeah. No one, you know, salt, sugar, it all looks the same. Flour, <laughs> baking soda, like anyway. So we have engagement, we have retention. So you want to make sure that you're building people's ability to retain the information. And then the last one is A for application. So they're engaged, right? That's gonna help them remember because they're focused. And now that they remember, we all, even adults, we need an opportunity to practice. And so with the application, it's what are some things that you can implement so that people can actually apply that information? If it's an inv future investor, it could be, why don't you all take a moment and, and I'll work through an equation of what your return on investment may be. If it's your employees, you know what, let's all take an, take an hour and let's practice making pizza dough, pizza crust, right? You know, whatever the case may be, you want to provide people with realistic opportunities to practice the or apply the information that you want them to use. So era. So for your listeners, it's really important. It's a new era for your work. Engagement, retention, application. I love that. That's fantastic. Thank you. You're welcome. Well, Dr. Graham, our time is coming to an end, but um, I have to ask, the, this this podcast is interactions and attractions. We've had a lovely interaction. We have, yeah. I mean, we that was our interaction in China Grove. I, you know, uh, <laughs> love from, from was, China Grove to Boone. Right. Well, and and loud. Well, it's an important uh, interaction that you know love brought you from Connecticut to North Carolina. So that that was quite an interaction. But now we need to talk about attractions and shall I clarify one attraction? What is your yes. one favorite attraction in North Carolina? 
in North Carolina, mm-hmm. I would say it's all the place. And this, this really is the truth. So one, it's, you're going to name yep. one. Okay. I am going to name one. Okay. I am going to name one. Okay. General. It's all the places that are green. Oh. And I, and I say that because I, I really do love international travel and I like to be in the outdoors, but like internationally, but honestly, I am still exploring North Carolina and I have found that really when I've taken the time to explore these rural areas that you all support, like my heart flutters a bit like, oh, what a cute place or, oh my goodness, look at the nature and this trail. And so I can't say specifically one place, um, but even when I went, when we went to Boone, I was like, this reminds me of Connecticut with the rolling hills and the foliage and, and that just, it really melts me. It melts me. So that's my one place, all green places in North Carolina. And what about in China Grove? Do you have a a favorite um, attraction there? In China Grove, let me just say, I don't have one. Well, Main Street. Yeah. Yeah. You go to Main, that might be my favorite place in China Grove is Main Street. And that's because there's so many gems. So many gems. There really, really are. Yeah. Yeah. It's easy to drive through, but. You got to park the car mm-hmm. and just walk it. That's right. That's right. There's a, it's, it, that was a lovely, lovely day there that we all, the group spent together. It was, it was wonderful and hope we'll do it again sometime soon. There's absolutely. A- absolutely. Carol, I have to, I have to ask because yeah. I haven't been on the podcast before. What's your favorite place? My favorite, my favorite place or my favorite attraction? Your favorite attraction? That's mm. it, it, it. Yeah, um, I'm gonna go with uh, I'm gonna go with uh, Umstead Park. It's Where is that? It's, the, it's in Raleigh. It's the largest state park uh, in North Carolina. Oh wow! And I've spent a lot of time there. They've got lovely trails. Um, it's multi-use. Lots of different users. Uh, it's it's a uh, it's a beautiful large swath of land, um, that has, uh, been, uh, there've been, there've been many, um, threats to, uh, encroachment and, Mm -hmm. um, it continues, it thrives and it's just a great place to be out on a sunny day like today. Yeah. Yeah. Well then I'll plug Dan Nicholas park as well. Okay. Fantastic. Fantastic. Well, Carrie, thanks so much for being here. Um, we have loved this conversation and I'm looking forward to seeing you when the incubator starts up in February and hopefully in person very, very soon. Yes. Thank you so much, Carol, for having me. It truly is an honor to talk about rural communities in North Carolina and and learn more about them. So I'm happy to be a part. I'm happy to be here. And if anyone wants to share or highlight their business with me, I am, I invite them to do so. Fantastic. We will put your website in the show notes so people can find you and subscribe to that very cool newsletter you have. And we will all remember that it is a new era. It is a new era. (laughs) 
That's all we have today on interactions and attractions. Thank you all for joining us. Stay tuned every Monday and Friday for new releases and be sure to stay updated on what Uplift is doing through our social media. The Uplift program is funded under award 04790769 from the Economic Development Administration, U.S. Department of Commerce. The conversations, insights, and recommendations are those of the podcast production team and do not necessarily reflect the views of the Economic Development Administration or the U.S. Department of Commerce.